Welcome back to the uh, the BeFit podcast. Today we have Mike Van Wick on here. Uh, I can't tell you how, how excited I am to have you on here, Mike. And um, and and really, what it comes down to is that you bring a wealth of knowledge to a lot of the following that we have, just in your experience in bodybuilding, your experience in weightlifting and training is a little bit different than a lot of the stuff we've done so far. So one, thank you so much for being on the show. Happy to be here. Thank you. And, uh, and two, I want to know how you got started into bodybuilding. What was your motivation to, to start doing it? I uh, just, I mean, I've said before, like I just was really into when I was younger, I was really into like WWF, WWE now. So then I was just like super into sports and like just thought that everyone was supposed to look like the ultimate warrior. And like, that's what you would attain to be if you're a man. So I was like, I was like, wait, they're not, that's not what we're yeah, going for here. Like, like super big, like super into wrestling. So I was like, loved ultimate warrior, like British bulldog all those like kind of jacked motherfuckers. So I was like, yeah, I was like, that just kind of like got sparked my interest in it. I obviously had no idea what it, what it took to actually get to look like those guys, but that was probably the most, the earliest memory I have of like what, what got me into bodybuilding, not necessarily directly into it, but just like wanting that type of physique. Right. So, yeah. And, and how old were you when it was like, Hey, this is pretty awesome. I want to go down this, this alley. Well, I mean, I started, it started with the progress, like the me going into sports. Mm-hmm. So like I played baseball when I was a kid, you know, I was really young and things like that. And then as I got older, I got bigger. I was getting, I got into rugby. So I was like playing rugby in high school. And cause I went to a high school up here that didn't have a football team. So I was like, oh, I want to do something. So let's play rugby. And that brought out my physicality and like my size, like in high school, I was like a bigger kid and stuff. So then I transferred high schools. And I went to high school that had football. So then I got into like lifting for football. I'm like, I want to be bigger, faster, stronger, and not having any real clue what I'm doing. Cause I was basically doing like bodybuilding style training and going and playing football. <laughs> so I was like, I mean, it helped obviously, but it wasn't ideal. Right. So because in Canada, like our football, like in high school here is like, aside from a few programs, I'm sure it's better now, but back when I was like coming up, it was like, just show up and put your pads on and play and see what happens. There's no like off season training programs or anything like that. Right. It's like your gym teacher was your high school football coach or your chemistry teacher, like whoever felt like volunteering. Right. So right, that's, that brought about my, like my interest in weightlifting and just being big. Cause I'd see like guys like Shannon Sharp and like different, yeah. like Romanowski and, these guys are fucking, I was like, yeah, that's what I want to look like. I don't want to be some scrawny dude who's getting his ass kicked out there. Right. So that brought about my interest. And then in getting into lifting and stuff, I just naturally kind of gravitated towards bodybuilding. I would buy like a lot of like flex magazines. And when I was lifting in high school, like one of our, our weight room guys was like a big time, like big into bodybuilding. So he kind of exposed me to that world and just like introduced me to like things like creatine and, like stuff I didn't know about. I was little, right? So just like kind of went on that road and that path kind of stuck, right? And then when when football ended for me after college, I was like, well, this is just a natural. I've been de- I've been delaying the inevitable. So let's just go right into it now. No more banging heads with people. Let's just go lift weights and have fun, right? So and and how long did you compete for? Because you competed as a professional bodybuilder. Yeah, I only did two shows as a pro because uh 
I won my pro card in Canada at the Canadian Nationals in 2009, and then I did um, <clears throat> I did the New York Pro in 2010 and got my ass handed to me because I was not ready to do that show. And then I did the next year. I did the Toronto Pro, and I ended up getting like food poisoning the night before prejudging and that and a combination of diuretics that I was already on and losing all my liquid that I did have left. Right. Did not end up well for me. So <laughs> didn't make it to the end of that show, but those are my, those are my two forays into, into professional bodybuilding. But. So, so maybe not the, the journey down professional, but I mean, you've continued down the, I mean the lifestyle and you know, maybe not the, the, the show prep, but I mean, as far as it looks like and following your Instagram, it's like the amount of lifting and the size and the, and the dedication and commitment you've continued, uh, down that. Yeah. Path. Like I've always, I've always been like, I've been over 300 pounds walking around since like I finished college. And even in college, I was like, I was playing at 275, like nose tackle. Right. So I know how to like move. I was always like a bigger kid. Mm-hmm. And then obviously like once college ended and I was able to like enhance myself, let's say, cause I'm going on this journey of wanting to be a pro bodybuilder it kind of goes hand in hand. Like my, my body just fucking ballooned. Right. So I was like natural through my whole college career, except for maybe a little dabble here and there that no one found out about, <laughs> but nothing of any, like nothing of any substance where it was like, Oh man, look at you. You grew into another person. It was just like, tinkering with stuff. I had good people around me that kind of knew how to guide me so that I wasn't getting too wild with it. But yeah, once the gloves came off and I was like, Oh, I don't have to worry about losing my scholarship anymore. It's like, well, let's, let's see what we got underneath all of this fluff. <laughs> <laughs> and, and at what point in time did the lifting, the training, because I mean, let's face it for the most part, a lot of times in, in like close protection security or private security, a lot of times the main, the, the people who get the main looks are the bigger, stronger guys, just from a, a strict capability standpoint. Like, you know, you can, you can, yeah. you can like, be the, I like to say it's like the, as bad as it sounds like the, the bullet, bullet catcher, <laughs> <laughs> like you're like the biggest thing to get in the way of like anything that could happen. Right. I mean, it's also like, it's a joke. I I have a running joke with guys I work with. It's like, you see like Mayweather's dude. He has that one dude who's like, this dude's like out of 300 that like dude, they brought him with like the chains and like the, you know what I mean? Like that yeah. he's like seven foot two, man. Like you're not doing anything to that dude, like outside of with a weapon. And even right. then he'll probably walk through that motherfucker like at least a few times. <laughs> but it's like, yeah, I just, I mean, it's always, it goes back to like shit people see in movies too. It's like the bouncer at the front of the club. It's like always this monster meathead and like the security guards and like, but like some of the best guys I've ever worked with are like unassuming, right? You wouldn't know that they're, they're just moving properly and they're in and out of places. They know like how to move, how to like talk to people. And I found like, as I was doing that job, it's like a lot of the times you're, like this would get you out of a lot more problems than this would, right? This would only create problems or like this, like meathead type behavior of like being a fucking in people's face or like ignorant and like just being brash. Do you know what I mean? And using your size almost was like, like taking you back a few steps. Whereas if you kept your mouth shut and kind of reassess the situation and you have a brain in your head, then things are going to end up a lot better. And if you happen to have like the stature that is visually intimidating and you have a brain in your head, it's a pretty good combination in that world. Right. So, yeah, I, would, I mean, 
I mean, de-escalating situations for, yeah. you know, and my experience in, in the private security is probably significantly different than yours because it wasn't as much of like a, as, as any kind of high profile target. It's, it's more different to where if someone were to see you and I, and they were like, I'm going to get to X target. 99% of the time they were like, I'm going through, I'm going through this guy first before I'm going to try that. Yeah. But then having yeah. also the, the mental capacity to deescalate situations and to realize, which I, you know, I'm, I'm sure comes along with, with experience and, and, and doing the wrong thing as it has for me. But, um, is that, and I'm, and I'm kind of going back to where it was the bodybuilding, the size thing, something that motivated you to do that. Or is that something that you've, you've always wanted to do? No, I mean, I had like a, I had like kind of like an interest in it when I was younger, like, oh, you know, you're a big guy. You could, you could be a body yard, blah, 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 blah. Like it was just, it wasn't something that I was seeking out. It was something I was doing kind of locally for some people like in Toronto and mm -hmm. just kind of being with them on different things. They had to do meetings or any tense situations. I was just kind of going that, but these were more like family to me, these people. Right. So I was, my connection to them was like on a level above like oh i'm hired beathead come stand near me and then fuck off after right like these are people i cared about so i ended up like through i guess scenarios that happened i just got introduced and kind of plugged into the people that i worked with after and that kind of opened up that door for me where it's not like i was like going looking for that i was not trying to be like oh i want to my goal is to guard person x and be in this world of like glitz and glamour this is where i desire to be it's never something i ever was like a trying to attain it's just something i kind of fell into and, and it ended up being a good fit for me i think it also ended up being a good fit for me because i didn't want to be there so much in the sense that like i wasn't i'm not one to be like impressed by much to be very honest with you and it's like when you're around people who are let's say their heads are in the, up their asses or in the clouds let's say like it's like you kind of sit back as a regular person like go like take it easy man like you're really really not that important it's really not that serious either right so it kind of gave me like a good perspective because like i wasn't like a lot of guys that get into the, that field and i'm sure that you you can see this and you've done it as well like they're they're almost getting into it because they want the status that brings them they're not doing it because they're they're trained or that they that's something they care about or like they know how to like handle situations they can physically handle themselves they know what to do if like say their their primary got shot or stabbed or like they wouldn't know how to handle it because they're just like oh i'm just supposed to stand here what the fuck is this about right like you know i mean so like i never came in with that mindset so i think it helped me in the long run because i just i always viewed it as a job i never viewed it as like oh now i'm I'm with so-and-so, so I'm fucking cool too, right? Like, look at me, I'm important. I was like, no, I'm not. I'm just, I'm the janitor here, basically. And I'm just hanging out, you know what I mean? Yeah, that that was the like the key word as soon as you said it. It was like, that's exactly how I felt when you were like, status. It's like people are like, Yeah, like, oh. I don't know. I don't understand people, like, they attach themselves to other people and give themselves some type of status based on their association with somebody. It's like, who the fuck are you, man? Like, person the guy x you're guarding is some some super talented very like gifted individual who's like created this whole world around him that functioned because of him you're just a little piece man like do your part and fuck off like don't stop trying to like be on instagram and like yeah man doing 
out here on the road killing it or whatever the fuck it is you're saying or like like the stupidest thing you can do doing that work is advertising what you're doing and where you're going why are you doing that like like where are you in the world oh look at his instagram where did they go last night oh okay. where is well, he now let's where are they the at story. right now yeah exactly it's actually yeah, the antithesis of what you need to be doing as far as you yeah, know like, keep your fucking mouth part. shut and do your job man. like fucking that's why i was never like even it's funny because the whole time that i did that work i'm i've moved away from it now just through different there's different separate family issues that have come up for me and different like life is just kind of throwing me in another direction i'm not mad about it i'm very grateful for my other job i did but it's just life has kind of taken a turn and i'm have to be i have to be around for my for my family and my girlfriend like i'm i'm losing touch with people because of this right so and then i have an elderly mother who i take care of and support so it's like being away all the time is not something i can do anymore right so it's just like it's funny because the whole time i did that kind of work i had no social media like zero and I'd be working with like different guys and I'd see other guys from other crews or other people we run into. And it's like, they're like a fucking celebrity on social media for doing what they're doing. And it's just like, bro, like, this is not the point. Like you're, you're compromising yourself. One, you, something bad, really bad could happen. And it could be from information that you leaked. And then who's going to be like pointing the finger at anybody. Right. Like, it's like, so when I got back on social media, I made sure I was like, even when I got back on it, I got back on it because of the bodybuilding training. And I was encouraged to by the guys I was helping with. It was like, oh, let people see this. And I was like, reluctant, like, no, no, no. Like, I'm like, okay, fine. But I'm not putting any of my personal life on there. And you can see to this day, there's no personal shit on there. Like not even a picture of my dog. So it's like, I made sure that there's like distinct like lines that aren't crossed. Right. And things are where like, it's a compartmentalized thing. Like you're not, I'm not putting where I am not putting where I'm going. I'm not putting past pictures of me with so-and-so to make myself look cool. And it's just like, that's, I have so much respect for who I worked with and what I did with them. I would never do anything to like, to like steal some shine from them to make myself look better. Do you know what I mean? Like, or, or kind of like be like, Oh, look, I'm cool. Remember when I did that type shit? Like it's, I'd rather just be known on there as, for what I'm doing in the gym and if I'm helping people or I'm, my ideas help people connect to things better then that's all I really want. Like, I don't want to, I'm not trying to do all these videos of like, well, I was cool one time and now I'm cool again for something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, all right. Well, it's, um, it's, it's really cool to see your Instagram and not just see the information that, that you're giving out, but it, what I think is, was really cool. And I want to touch on is, when you said like the amount of people or the people that you're helping now is that, that they didn't, they didn't like you because of what you did in your past job. They, I mean, if you're yeah. not, if you're not advertising the nature of your business, which I don't think people really should in that environment that, and, and I think you would want them to respect you as well with the information that you're giving now. Like, don't respect mm -hmm. me because you think I worked for this person who is really cool. Respect me because the information I'm giving you now is helping you. And, um, yeah. And I, and I see these, I repost from a lot of the information that you give out and how inspiring that is, which I think is, is awesome that you can get from, you know, one level to the other, keep them separate and then still motivate and help and, and really give back to all of the, your wealth of knowledge from the bodybuilding background. Yeah. I mean, a lot, a lot of the stuff that I did prior in the job prior to training people are getting back into it. It's like, is it helped me. 
in the sense that like I had a lot of I have a lot of experiences I've been through. I've seen a lot of shit. Like I've been through a lot of scenarios and I've like interact I've interacted with a shit ton of different people, right? So it's like you kind of see how like even how people's thinking and how like they're with the way they go about things is like you can see the trends across everything, right? So it's like even when the fitness world people are like, "Oh, you you got no filter. You just say what you feel." You say I'm like, "Yeah, well, why would you act any other way?" Like I'm not here to like sugarcoat shit for you. you got enough people doing that like there's enough people all over the internet you can click on the next three people you see on tiktok and they're all full of shit like not that they don't have some information they're passing i'm sure there is it's not like they're just completely nonsense but it's like this like corny ass shit of like oh hey guys this is for your triceps and like ugh, ugh. like it's, it's like there's there's a lot of shit going on in this world that like people can you can even if you're just encouraging them in a little bit, whether it's their their mindset or how they go about viewing their ex. Some people like feel like they're bored with working out and they just do it like because it's something to do. But it's like you should be fucking grateful you can. Because some people fucking can't. Like and I've been in a situation with like I have a fake hip. I have a my right hip is resurfaced, right? From football and just like lifting and everything just kind of wore down over time. And I was going through like a period there of like three or four years where I was in pain every day. And like, literally, like I was still doing the other job and like I couldn't get it out of the car sometimes. So that's not very helpful in that situation where like you need to be responsive. Right. So it's like, I remember thinking back then, I'm like, man, if I ever get this fixed, I'm never going to take any day for granted that I'm able to move. Right. So like now I have a hard time taking days off from the gym because I, I still have that ingrained in my head. Right. So it's like, I want to go, if I can do it, let's go. It's probably not the smartest approach, but it's like, I'd rather move or do something than fucking sit at home and like, Oh, I'm resting today. Like, It's like, am I really doing anything that stressful that I need to rest that much? Like, yeah. If I go to boxing one day and I lift and I'm just tore down, I like, I'll know I need a break. It's mm. like taking a shit, you know, you need to take one. Right. It's like, <laughs> but it's like, I don't know. It's just, it's funny to see how like that other world kind of, taking i came from the training world went to this world and then i've come back and it's just like now i'm just like okay i've seen it all like i'm good like the world that i left of training back then is still the same nonsense happening now and no one's saying anything about it they're just like going along with the flow and making up all these different stupid fucking terms that like are the same as terms used before but just said more scientific or in a different way and it's just like everything is just a cyclical thing that just keeps repeating itself. And it's like, I think it's time for people to like really embrace, like, like I'm talking about pure bodybuilding style, which is very niche. It's very like you, if you know, and you're in the fitness world, like there's not like very niche bodybuilding, like heavily muscled, like very hardcore lifting bodybuilders. They don't correlate to many other things. They're just in their own little microcosm and they exist there. And that's where I exist even though I've done other stuff, but I know this world. Right. So it's like, I see where these guys are all being taken down the wrong path and like overthinking shit and like trying to figure out this, this way to do this. And that way is this style. And this is how many sets we do. And we our top set and our feeder sets and our, like, it's like all this stuff. It's like, guys, man, just lift the fucking weight and be consistent as shit about it. Like be a fucking zombie. And you're there every day working. Like people should be like, that's the dude. He's always here. He never misses a day. He's always busting his ass, but he's just quiet. He's over there doing his thing. He's not like in front of Instagram or got his tripod set up and like catching all his best sets for, it's just like, I don't, 
I want to get people away from that as much as it's probably impossible to do, but just maybe change their mentality of how they're approaching working out. Because like I train with a lot of, I've trained a lot of top bodybuilders recently who have become friends of mine as well. But even in guys like at that level and guys I see at the same level as them, I just see like this overwhelming sense of fucking laziness where it's like guys are just so concerned about the wrong shit. And it's like, has to thank social media has to thank contracts that they get from supplement companies. It's like, Oh, I don't want to like be too extreme and I don't want to do too much of this or too much of that. I don't want to be a bodybuilder necessarily. I just want to be like online and appearing as one because like guys I came up with, like we didn't have social media when I was in bodybuilding, like hardcore into bodybuilding. So you didn't see progress until the next show when the guy stepped on stage and finally fucking took his clothes off and we're like, holy fuck, buddy, like grew it back this year. Like he's 20 pounds heavier and his fucking arms are three inches bigger and his legs are fucking, he dialed them in. But now it's like every day, these updates, 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 and everyone's bored with these guys unless they're getting an update every other day. And it's a hindering them, right? Because they also, they want to get better, but they want to look good still. Cause they don't want to post that picture and have someone fucking be like, Ooh, fucking fat ass. Mike, look at him. He's fat. It's fucking, he's got rolls or whatever. You know what I mean, like it's just hindering them. Right. So it's like in any other sport, like if you don't take a proper off season to like assess what it is you need to fix, like a hockey player in the off season, who's got like his stick handling shit or his fucking, his acceleration is shit and his change of direction is shit. If you don't take the time to improve those things, you're going to get cut. Or you're going to get left behind. You're not going to be in the top 5% of guys anymore, right? It's the same with bodybuilding. But, like, these guys all make their money now off of, like, Instagram and, like, posts and, like, how much content they're creating. And I think it's just, like, sending the wrong message to a lot of people. And I think supplement companies are taking advantage of that because they're almost treating their athletes now like they're fucking sales reps. They're not even concerned about the athlete doing well. It's like, how much can you push my product? Like, I'm cool. You're big muscles. Yeah, cool. Anyway, post nine stories a day about my shit and use your code for every chance you get and just like whore yourself out for, <laughs> I mean, like whatever it is you're getting paid a month. Yeah. And it's like, that wasn't happening back in the day when I was competing. Guys are just getting contracts. Like you do well, it shows to get a contract. So it was like incentive to get your ass in the gym and mm-hmm. get up the rankings and place higher in shows. Right. Whereas now it's like you got three hundred, you got three hundred thousand followers. Don't worry about it, man. Just fucking post up. Yeah, post your shit. Like get the sales, man. We don't care how well you do. You do seventh at a show. You do first at a show. You fourteenth. As long as you're selling. Gold jacket, green jacket. Who gives a shit? Who gives a shit? Um, <laughs> you know, and I've and I have to say it's 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 refreshing to hear that because shit, I've I've fallen victim to that when I was when I was competing. In the last year, I, mm-hmm. I competed um, in CrossFit. I competed at the CrossFit yep. Games in 2017. So, and so, you're, so you're a real athlete, not like us. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, how are you look like, at We're it? And I was like, mm, I'm a quarter. I'm a quarter of the size of what I of what I'd like to be. So, um, well, yeah. but in you know competing in CrossFit, and then you know afterwards, it was like if you have this amount of followers, so many people have have derailed their training. Because they have to post 
X, Y, Z, or they're not going to post how they really feel about something because, oh, no. these amount of people may, may not like the training style or these, these people may not like just your fucking opinion, your political opinion. If you say the wrong thing, now the, the supplement companies, they see you with a thousand less followers. It's like, oh, well, this is you know not. And so everyone's just posting what everyone else wants to see. And fuck, I've fallen victim to that. But it's, yeah, it's like, that's the thing is like you, you're the athlete. And if I'm like, if I own a supplement company, I have Van Wick supplements. It's like, I want to go after the athletes that I think best represent my like brand mission statement or like my overall theme of my brand. So I want to look for those athletes that co- like, like that mesh with me. And I want to create like a family environment or like this, this team environment where like, you can look at, X, at athlete A, B, C, D, and E, and you can see why they're all with me mm-hmm. because maybe this guy's got this, but this girl's got that. And they all come together and it's all this overarching theme of like hardcore, whatever it is you want to be, or like super scientific, very intelligent, like good looking, even whatever the fuck it is. Right. Like, and it's like, now it's that's why I told you, like, I, I have a huge problem with supplement companies and the way things are in this industry, because it's, it's all just numbers. You just cattle. And like, there's no appreciation for the athlete or like wanting to see that athlete succeed. It's just like, get on there and fucking post and like, don't say weird shit or we're going to drop you. And like, God forbid you have like, you think that like, whatever the style of CrossFit was like CrossFit style A is shit. B is the best. Don't fucking do A and waste your time. Like you're gone. Yeah. I mean, like. I don't even think companies give a shit if the athletes take their product or if they're getting any care. better by it. It's like, they are care they about the person it? you're advertising to buying the products? They don't care about you taking them. Yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a typical, what the <laughs> referencing happy Gilmore again, like I eat three every day to help keep me strong. Like, like, you know, yeah. this like subway sandwich. And it's like, no, all they're doing I literally is- picture it like the, like Talladega nights when Ricky Bobby's <laughs> doing all the pitches for the different brands of shit. Everything. It's like if you don't what does it say if you don't eat these, you're shit or something. <laughs> like, oh fuck, that's funny. Yeah, but it's just the same. It's like I'm with a supplement company now. But I'm I'm I know the guys who are part of that supplement company personally. And I've and I had when I approached them and I started working with them and we started doing stuff together, filming and, and I was working with their athletes. I never came into it being like, oh, I wanna one day I'm going to like really ding these guys for a bunch of dough. Cause I'm going to, you know what I mean? I'm the, you know what I mean? It's just like, no, I'm, I'm just cool being associated with you and like helping you guys out and growing whatever you're growing, like make all the money in the world. I don't want any of it. Just like, I'll, I'll do my thing and, and go where I'm going and that'll lead me on the path I'm on. And I don't mind being associated with you guys. Cause you guys are friends of mine and I've known you for a while and I like your athletes and, that's just how it came about. But like, I, you'd be, I will not, you will not see me with any other brand. Like if something, God forbid ever happened where I'm not with the guys I'm with now, HD muscle, you're not going to see like, Oh, next week, Mike's with fucking da-da-da. and like, now yeah. look at by there. She's like, I don't fucking care. No, I don't give a shit. Like, fuck, I'll do my own thing. Like, I'll just be out here training people and having fun and, like not telling you that creatine is going to change your life. Cause it's like <laughs> for the people asking is creatine going to change your life? <laughs> hey, it might, you never know. <laughs> if you've never done anything before. It might feel great, but if at there's the end of the day, I don't know if I go down that route, just because it's, you know, it's unique that like the bodybuilding 
um, back, m- both my parents were bodybuilders and, uh, oh, yeah. and that's how I, le- well, I had a, a much different, um, high school journey than you to where I couldn't gain a pound for the life mm-hmm. of me. I, I mean, I wrestled at, I want to say I wrestled at 86 pounds in eighth grade. Like I was just, just oh. the skinniest kid. And so I was always mm-hmm. in there, you know, getting made fun of for lifting and just doing whatever my dad taught me. But it was, I was never like knew a lot about supplements. So if we talk about supplements for bodybuilding, supplements for athletes, supplements that you would recommend, not necessarily, you know, um, whichever brand, but, but what, which supplements have you found for yourself that you're like, Hey, I'd, I'd approve these, or this is something for someone who wants to start bodybuilding where I would start. at. I view supplements as like, as being directly related to what they're called and they, they're supplements. So they're supplementing my diet. Mm-hmm. So I would prefer to get all my, all my nutrients from real food before I even think about getting a supplement in my body. Whereas if there's like certain supplements that are out there, like liver, liver care, kidney function, things like that, where like you're in a sport like bodybuilding, where like you may be compromising those organs in your body and putting too much undue stress on them. Those are products that I would promote and I would tell people to use, but in general, like, I think you should use supplements in the way like that they help you attain the goals you might not be able to attain through eating like whole foods. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, I, yeah, I work up. There's not everyone sitting around just eating all day and able to eat clean all the time. It's like, if I have a job where I'm working, whatever I can have, I have one break, I get to eat one meal. And then throughout the time, I just have to get stuff in. It's like, okay, well then have a protein powder, have something that's at least going to fill you a bit. Maybe if there's a carb powder, different, different supplements like that, that can kind of, like I said, supplement the times when you're not able to get weight and what you need to get in. Right. So I don't, I'm not going to sit here and tell you that like protein powders are going to change your life because they're not, and neither is fucking glutamine. Neither is fucking all this shit. They're just things that help. Right. And you now if they help that 1%, that's cool. Mm-hmm. 1% is great. It's better than zero, but it's like, is it going to like change the trajectory of your life and your physique? No, probably not. But there's also some very specific supplements out there that are, and someone finds out they're deficient in things or they have a problem absorbing things or they have some type of condition that makes them drain, drain stores of a certain nutrient. Then it's like, yeah, well then by all means, then find those supplements and use them. Right. So, but I'm, uh, I'm not natural. I haven't been natural since I was fucking 19. So. I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh yeah, do all this stuff and let's see what happens. It's like, I'm a fan of the extreme. So yeah, but (laughs) I think, I think what's really important about what you said to a lot of the listeners is that it's not like, Hey, I'm, I'm pushing all of these supplements to the extreme is that, you know, especially when you go down the not natural route, how important it is for, to eat whole unprocessed, you know, foods to eat those types of things, to be putting it in your body because the people who go down that route and then still think, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to out train my shitty diet and I'm going to eat a bunch of, you know, liquid processed refined carbohydrates. Like Mm -hmm. that's, that's where it starts to get into the major health issues to, to even, to even put a bad rep on not just bodybuilding. I mean, CrossFit, powerlifting, any of the stuff to where if you're, if you're compiling, if you're compounding that stuff with a shit diet, that that's where it's going to get the bad rep, the bad rap of it being actually unhealthy. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, when it comes down to it, your body knows what to do with food. It's very, it's dealt with that for a long time. Humans have been eating food and meat and all kinds of stuff for a very long time, right? So when you start, like you said, plugging in this stuff that's unnatural or hyper-processed and super easily absorbable and super easily broken down, it starts to wreak havoc, right? Because there's a reason why certain things are made the way they are made and the way that the body digests them the way it should at the speed it should because it's it's done that for a very long time right so that's why i'm not a big fan like i i'll drink protein powders and i'll have protein shakes here and there because i'm working all day i might be on my feet i just want to get something in me but it's like will you ever catch me drinking four or five shakes a day not a chance like what the fuck am i like unless i'm in the middle of nowhere for some unknown reason like i was on my other job say i'm stuck somewhere for 24 hours i have fucking jack shit and like all i can bring with me is like ready to drink shakes well then i guess i'm drinking five or six shakes right yeah but it's like to make your diet 100 percent about that or to have your whole diet circle around that is is madness to me like it's really not that hard to get food in and you don't need the quantities most of the times that people say you do like you don't need to be eating these gross amounts of food to sustain yourself and if you are going to try and work your way up to like some caloric level that you've never been to there's a reason why you like slowly get there. It's not like today I started eating 5,000 calories. I've never eaten past four before, like, or 3,000. Let's yeah. see what happens. It's like, why do I feel like I'm going to shit myself? And why am I so bloated? I can't move or I'm burping up food constantly. It's like, yeah, well, take it easy, man. Like, <laughs> go up slowly. Like, <laughs> your body will let you know when you're good to go or when you need to pull back. It's like slam. I remember like when I was younger, I was like, I was one of those kids. So like uh, mass gainers were huge when I was little. Oh yeah. Then they were like, I was like, get your fucking calories up. And like the thing was like two, 2,500 calories for a <laughs> shake. It was like eating drywall paste. Like, and I was like, man, I'm going to be huge. I'm just sitting there. Like, <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It's like, I'm glad. I'm thank God that went away. Uh, that faded off real quick. But <laughs> it's like, oh, I remember back in the day, like I'm going to have like, all these meals and I'm going to have a fucking big shake at the end of the day. It's like, you're just fucking acid reflux city. Oh, <laughs> like, I remember the, like the, like the weight gainer 1850. I remember it was like, they're like, yeah. Oh, if you're skinny, here's what you need to be doing. It's like, all right, yeah. here we go. And you know, like yeah. you said, like this paste drink, I feel sick and bloated. I can't sleep at night. I'm just uh, spending half of the other time on the toilet being like, oh, that like not having the common sense to step back and be like, is this fucking good for me? Am I doing the right thing right, right now? It's like, no, you got protein in it. It says right there. <laughs> like carbs, 152. <laughs> 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 what is that made of? Dextrose. All right. Oh, man. <laughs> Maltodextrin. Yeah. Like so, yeah, I, I mean, I don't, I think that people, I'm all for like, like I said, supplementing properly and supplementing for what you, what your needs may be. Right. Mm -hmm. But just like, like, I'm sure like I've been guilty of it in the past. I'm sure other people have too. Like sometimes I'll go in, like there's a supplement store up in Canada that's called healthy planet. It's like vitamin shop, mm -hmm. but it's a little more like granola hippie ish than vitamin shop. Right. So it's like, I'll go in there and I'll go in there for like one thing and I'll walk out with 500 bucks for the shit. Cause I'm like, Oh, this, 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 and this, and this, and this, you know what I mean? Like when I was younger, I'd just be raiding that place. I'm like, Oh, I heard about this and I heard about that. And now it's like, I just kind of stick to like what I use from the guys I'm with and like maybe a few things they don't have here and there that I, you know what I mean? Like some slow niacin or 
vitamin D, like certain things like that. And I'm like, I'm good, man. We'll just stick to the basics. Like <laughs> I don't need to be like, oh, the new study came out on this and it's like some fucking artichoke from Brazil or like it's like going to reduce your inflammatory markers. I'm like, Jesus, man, like you can't even keep up with it anymore. It's like keeping up with sneakers nowadays. Oh, geez. I, I saw your shoe boxes over there. So well, that's my girlfriend's shoes. Those are closets. So oh, okay. It's just set up in here so the dogs don't bother me. Um, the advice on supplements. Now I know we, I know you had spoken about opinions on the social media influences on trainers, not just trainers, but people trying to work out. Let's say if there's like a a piece of advice for someone that is a trainer. And I think this kind of goes universal, especially with the, um, the responsibility of a trainer. If there's advice you can give a young trainer in any discipline, what do you think it is like the direct that they could, they could affect and change tomorrow in their routine on, on how they're doing their work? I think the best thing you can do as a trainer coming up or any trainer. And even if you're advanced is just watch people that you respect, watch how they do things and watch movement of everybody. So in the sense that like, if I'm in the gym and I'm just walking around or I may be training somewhere to train myself and I see like, there's a guy over there, got great biceps let's say and he's doing biceps so i'm gonna like i'm gonna study the movement of that guy so i'm gonna like oh how does he what's the first thing that moves where is he where is he locking down on where he's engaging like how is he moving his body where's his hip position his head position because he obviously got those arms somehow right or those legs or the chest or whatever it might be and it's like you can learn a lot through just watching people who are physically gifted or have like dominant body parts and the way they do things. And it may not be directly correlated to you, but like it might looking at the way they their first mover or the way they like engage their head or where their chin goes when they press might give you some indication of something you can do for yourself to make yourself feel things better or move better. Right. And I think also along that line of doing that is watching all these people and and looking at certain people you respect for their training style and how they move. And then just basically trying to always find your own style, like stop trying, don't try and be Charles glass number two. And don't try and be Milo Sarchev, like the next Milos, because you do all the stuff that Milos does. Like I, those guys are both great. And there's millions of great trainers, the late John Meadows, all these guys are fantastic trainers. There's no one you can knock on them. Right. There's not one thing you can say bad about them, but it's like, you also have to like, it's okay to take pieces from different people and create your own thing. Right. So like, think about your movement and how it affects you and like, try different things, try different angles, head positions, chin positions, like where your hips are, and then implement that in your clients. Right. So trying to see like, Oh, this person's have having a hard time hitting their delts. Well, like, was that because they just stand completely up straight and they're completely arched and their shoulders are completely behind their chest. And they don't feel anything in their shoulders until they get to about 90% of the way up. And then they don't feel anything ever again. It's like, okay, well, maybe we need to come out of posture for that and get those shoulders to roll in front of them and understand that we need to like isolate more with the way we're positioning ourselves. Right. So I just see a lot of, a lot of trainers there. They're very impressionable and they'll see something on the internet and they, and there's, there's always this desire with trainers to like be doing the next good, the next big thing. So I'm sure it's in CrossFit too. It's like, oh, now we do this style of, of chin up or that we do this style of fucking clean because so-and-so said it's this. And like, now we do it in this rhythm and in this fashion and this set range or this rep range. 
it's like, no, just find what works for you and make it your style and teach people properly through that. Don't always be reinventing yourself because then you're never going to develop anything that's yours. You're just following the latest trend. I think a lot of trainers get caught up in that. Like they just want to like, they have this desire to keep the the train person they're training interested and engaged. So they're like, Oh, like today we're doing sled pushes. Like motherfucker. I've never done a sled push in my life. Well, well yeah, we're doing it today though. Cause it's fucking good cardio. And it's like, but this person can't even hold dumbbells up and do a dumbbell press. And you want them to drive the sled down a fucking track hundred yards. They're going to die. Like literally going to be gassed and be done for the workout. Probably pop a hamstring or hurt, hurt their back. And it's like, you just stick to what you know and understand that your clients aren't coming in every day. And if they are coming in every day, expecting you to do something new with them, they have no clue what they're doing. So you're the trainer, tell them what they're doing. Yeah, it's and your get them job on a program. A yeah, to get train. them on a program and on a path to getting better, and tell them like doing this, this, and this, and this, and this isn't going to do that. We got to get good at the basics, then we can start adding in little wrinkles here and there that coincide with the basics. So it's like, yeah, well, we've been doing straight sets. Now we did a drop set. Now we did a fucking. Now we did a superset. We combined two exercises you're good at and did them together. That's a whole another wrinkle <clears throat> that's going to fuck you up because you don't even know how to train. Yeah. With like little stuff like that, it doesn't need to be like every session. I, I feel like some trainers sit there and every session, they're like, what am I going to do with this motherfucker? What am I going to do? They're never going to come back. It's like, well, they're super not going to come back if you hurt them as well. Or oh, you yeah. fuck them up for like days, for like a week, they're fucked because they can't, their SI is all fucked up or their IT bands banged up and they're like, I can't walk. But that sled push was great. It's like, it's like I, I always have this, I have this big problem too. And I'm, probably going to catch heat for this, but like, I don't believe in teaching beginner lifters to do super complex movements like deadlifts and squats. It's insane to me. Like I understand like putting in fundamentals, you have to teach at some point, but like, let's get this person understanding body awareness before we even get them underneath a bar to have them squat down and be like, you're supposed to feel your legs here. And they're like, what the fuck? Like, I don't, I've, this is a person who's never lifted and like, I got to hold this bar and then I got to sit down. Like, I don't know where to put my chest, my head. So it's like, I'm just not a big fan of that. And I think a lot of trainers, they're like, these are the things that build you squat, deadlift bench. It's like, yeah, but we can come back to those later when we're a little more body aware of what's going on. And we understand like when I tell them uh, like retract your scapula or lift your sternum, they're like, I know what that means. So I can, if I'm cued that way in the middle of it, I know what to do. Whereas like, if I'm saying that to a brand new person who just gets under a bar and a squat rack, I'm like, lift your stern. And they're like, what, like, where, where is it? Yeah. I mean, so I'm just, I guess the overarching thing is just find your own style and bring your clients along based on their, their individual abilities. Don't assume like oh each person that's new you gotta start them with this because that person might be completely spastic like they don't have any any idea of what's going on with their body as soon as a weight goes in their hand like they just lose all function right yeah so <clears throat> well and that's you know it when you you make the parallels to crossfit and and really what it what it comes down to is is obviously mastering the fundamentals mastering the basics of the stuff to yeah. where you don't have to do you know, the like, Hey, today we're doing who's and and what, and it's like, well, no, why don't, why don't we just master these? And, and I think, you know, I don't want to go as far as said, I don't want my people to squat 
but it, I think we, we have different references to where in like CrossFit, the first thing we're teaching is an air squat to where I think, oh, yeah, I think no, for sure. bodybuilding, it's like, it's like, like loading up. Cause yeah, outside like, of that, it's just a lot of, movement, like, I don't mean, right? I just mean like a, like a barbell squat. Like a lot yeah. of people I'll start off and I'll get them on like on a wedge and holding a plate just mm-hmm. to understand posture. Right. Yeah. And have them sink down with an elevated heel. So they don't have that strain of like, because their ankle mobility is probably shit. So it's like them to sit down to squat. It's like, okay, well, I'm going to teach you squatting movements. Mm-hmm. I'm going to teach you things that are very much like a squat, whether it's a hack squat or a pendulum squat, whatever it might be. It's going to get you understanding how to like engage these muscles. So when we go to something that's a very, because squatting is a very advanced movement. Like I think people discredit squatting, but it's very dynamic in the sense that like, there's a lot going on, right? Same with a deadlift. That's why you see so many injuries on both lifts. Because people are taught horribly, and then they just like the weight's got to go up, or I don't get too much, too soon, better. too fast. Yep. Yeah, and they're like, boom, something happens, right? Because they didn't have the mechanics to begin with, and now they're going for weights they shouldn't go for because so and so told them like, the more you deadlift, the bigger your back gets. It's like, well, I want a big back. And it's like, bing, you know what I mean? So, I believe in and doing the movements that are going to create an environment where the ability to do these more advanced movements are going to come easier to them in the long run. But like to throw people in the fire, like first day deadlift, like just pick the bar up. That's all they're going to hear is pick the bar up. Dink, dink, and it's like arch in the back, humping it up. Like there's no leg drive, just picking the bar up. You hear the clank on the bar because they snap the bar clink, and they stand up. You know what I mean? So it's like just stuff like that. I think it's like trainers, taking the time to think like, okay, well, what are some movements that I can do that are going to make my teaching later on a lot more effective and have that person feel a lot more comfortable doing what they're doing because they have so much, they've activated so much muscle prior. They know how to like feel their legs. They know how to set their hip. They know how to put their chest. They know to tuck their chin down or keep their head back. So it's like all these little cues come in handy later on when we get into the bar. It's like, okay, well, this is kind of like those other things. I just got to focus a little more. I got to really understand where I'm at. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I think the way that I view it and the way that I've, I've seen success in those movements is, you know, on day one, for the most part, when I'm, when I just start training someone, I'm having them squat, but normally to a target. I mean, it's, it's as simple as, you know, we go to the functionality of it. It's like you're standing and sitting all day out of chairs, out of a couch, out of all of this stuff. So let's, let's kind of see where your body awareness is at. And then from there, it's like, okay, now you can break it down. Like what you said is like most people who haven't been squatting, you know, their ankle flexibility is going to be shit. You can tell by the way that people are walking, what's going to happen is, are they going to shoot their knees forward? Are they going to press their hips back? Are they not able to keep their chest up? Is their back tight? Are they going to round? Are they kyphotic? What is, you know, what is going to happen in those to where similarly as well with, with like a deadlift, I mean, that, that's a day one, but PVC pipe movement. And when you start getting people to say, you know, cause if you, you got to lean over and pick something up off the ground, but there's people where it's like, I see someone just from the top position, press their hips back down to their knees. And it's like, now you start to see, you know, flexion of the lumbar spine. You're like, okay, well, we're not ready to load that position yet. But no. if I, if I get him in this position and fight against the position of restriction, so where that back starts around, all right, now you're cueing your athletes. All right, now you got to pull your chest up. Okay. That's a neutral spine. That's all we're going to yeah. go through today to where it's like, yeah. like you said, just segments of the movement until they're ready. It's like a- 
it's like a lot of things in bodybuilding too. Like as I'll train, I train like top guys down to like just people who want to just get better. Right. They're not really, they work out, but they don't really know what they're doing. It's like, it's like even, even getting guys to like, even on a, on a press, any type of pressing motion, you're going to find that a lot of people, they, they're not able to hold tension at the bottom mm-hmm. in the sense that they're not, they're not able to engage their mid back and lock into lat and really restrict, like really pin their shoulders down and keep their chest up. It's a hard position for even seasoned people to be comfortable here. Right. So it's like, yeah, I'm going to understand that when you get to probably about this depth, this is going to start happening where I'm going to start rolling forward and I'm going to lose that positioning. So it's like, okay, well let's bring you to the point where that's about to happen and let's get you driving out of there. Like, that's what I mean. Like queuing, like you're queuing. So it's like, let's understand that like, yeah, you're, you're not really good at that bottom 10% right now because you don't really know how to engage things, but like, you're pretty good coming down to about 80 mm-hmm. and you're even better at the 60 to 70 range. Right. But like, let's just keep you rolled under. Let's just not let this happen. So we're not doing this yeah. we're not locking out and then breaking our elbows mm-hmm. and pressing. Right. It's like, let's just get your body used to these positions so that as it relaxes, next thing you know, it's like, okay, I came down and I didn't have to think about it. Like, because mm-hmm. as soon as you tell someone to come down and they're going to even come within an inch of their chest, they're like, Oh, <laughs> it's like get the fucking thing off of me like it's weird because people perceive this like this depth of a negative even in a squat like i'm sure that you're i've never seen you lift but i can i can guarantee you that like you you can sit in the bottom of a squat and hang out there oh yeah and just be like i'm gonna come up when i feel like it not talking of 700 pounds on the bar but like a warm-up weight like i can sit here and i can feel my hips Mm-hmm. moving i can get i can like hyper engage i can relax and i can drive out of holes yeah i can sink and i can stand up so you're comfortable here you and me both know no one's comfortable here when they first start squatting that new range it's of like, motion is weak range of motion <laughs> <laughs> like you know what i mean it's like i'm gonna die down here i'm fine i'm gonna die down here like you know what i mean so like that's why a lot of the stuff that i do with pressing and teaching people how to press first is i get them to start here yeah so you're never gonna kick dumbbells up and put them here and get yourself set. It's like, no, we're rolling and we're setting here mm-hmm. and you're going to relax here and then you're going to move and we're going to get yeah, to that position again and we're going to relax and we're going to move so that we get you engaging and understanding like it's okay to be in the negative. All these people from even top pros to like beginning of bodybuilders, they're terrified. They've been told you spend too much time there, something bad's going to happen. It's like, no, it's when you move too quick here, something happens. It's bad. When you start jamming all the time and panicking out of the bottom is when bad shit happens. Cause you're not, you're not, you're not understanding the fall away from the press. I'm not, I'm not pressing the weight off me. I'm pushing the weight away from me as I'm falling back. So I'm forcing weight into the bench and pushing weight out in front of me, which is a lot easier than going, ah, do you know what I mean? And then it's pop bang. Yeah. Putting because once the weight gets to a certain level, the shoulder's not taking that. The pec's not taking that. It's like, nope. You put me in this really odd spot where I don't know where I am. And then I jerked a little bit to the left and I tweaked on the right and boom, mm-hmm. it's gone. Right. Cause I've done it. I've tore my back. You know, in, in gymnastics, like not, you know, in, in like, like true gymnastics and just their basic fundamentals of movement, it goes static mm-hmm. hold into negative into static hold into actually doing the movement to where if it's like, you know, someone wants to learn the handstand. 
or someone wants mm-hmm. to be able to move in a handstand, it's like, well, the first thing you would do was you would hold, you would hold the handstand. And if you can't get there, then you need to be able to open up your shoulders, but then yeah. <clears throat> it's the handstand. And then it's the negative to come back down or then it's mm-hmm. in, in, in similar, I mean, even to a push up. You know, if we talk about in the push-up position, it is, it is, can you hold this? Because if you can't hold the top of a plank, so I'm sure, I mean, same thing in the bodybuilding world, the fuck you doing trying to do a push-up? Like, you've got to be able mm-hmm. to stabilize yourself through this range of motion and then that, that negative range of motion down as opposed to just trying to get that fast bounce off your chest to where you're going to turn into those shitty positions. And I, I feel like a lot mm-hmm. of these general themes just go across each discipline of training to where even though it may yeah. look a little bit different, the, the, what the movements are, how we're doing it. It's right. a, it I say a lot of, I say a lot of stuff in, in my videos and I talk about it quite like often is that like bodybuilding in, in any sport and anything you do, baseball, hockey, football, tennis, whatever the fuck, everything is a sequence of movement. So it's like, even if I'm hitting a shot in tennis, I'm, I'm coming up through and I'm rolling over my hip and I'm whatever it might be. I'm throwing a baseball. I'm coming off my back foot. I'm moving through my front foot. I'm rolling my shoulder over wherever it might be my follow through. Right. It's not this compartment, this compartmentalized thing where like I stand here and I go and I don't move my body because I could generate no force. Right. Nothing to do. Like even boxing. Quarter extremity movement patterns. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't in boxing, I wouldn't stand here and go hook. (laughs) I mean, like hooking. It's like, no, there's a whole, there's a whole sequence of moving on my hook, right? Or whatever it might be, throwing my right hand out, whipping my left shoulder back, right? And in bodybuilding, and it's not in CrossFit for sure, because you guys are fucking hyper-athletic. It's like in bodybuilding, (laughs) you've been told to like, to compartmentalize, like make it as stiff and as rigid and defined as possible. Like there can't possibly be a path of movement that leads to contraction, it's just like, get it here and go, that's all it is. And I don't know where this has come from. Like, I don't know who promoted this idea. And it's like, if as soon as you get someone understanding, like even our pressing, how I'm talking about, I'm engaged here, I'm locked in my lats and I'm falling away. And I promote head movement in my press because not because I'm just moving my head like a rooster. Mm-hmm. It's because the engagement on my back is forcing my head forward. So I can't engage my back with my head. If my head's pressed back, I can't engage my back. I can't maximally contract it. I can't hear them. So that pressure, that tension I'm holding in my hands, the bar sinking to me forces me forward maybe an inch, two inches off the pad, and I move away from that press. So that's a sequence of movement. Whereas you see these guys, don't lift your head. And they're like, and yeah, they're getting it. But are you getting maximum contraction? Because you're only getting like the outer edge of your pack and a lot of front delt. So if I jam through here, I can squeeze through here and I can grab inner pec here. I send the contraction across. Obviously, it doesn't go. Yeah. But like I feel my whole pec engage mm-hmm. and relax and stretch open again. And like these people, like they're like, oh, you know, you, like your bicep curl, like be super constricted about it. It's like, yeah, well, also feel free to tear your fucking bicep at any point. Yeah, the second because it if goes you're going to overload that little tiny muscle and that little tiny tendon and go bang, like I've done it. I did it boxing though, but I've never tore my bicep lifting because I understand how to like, how to understand how to like let the load out, move with the weight and cradle on the biceps. So people see me doing biceps and they're like, man, it's a lot of movement. It's like, yeah, I'm, but I'm moving on my bicep. My biceps carrying the load, not me just robotic fucking this. Not, I'm going to catch on bicep. I'm going to roll up through bicep. I'm going to let it down through bicep. So that's the whole premise behind 
basically what I do is like, let's make bodybuilding athletic again. And let's understand that like these sequences of movements will elicit a better contraction and a better stretch and a better eccentric than anything else could. It's like the thing that drives me up the fucking wall is these people who teach back and don't have a back to speak of. I'm talking like lats, Mm. like defined lats and like massive back. And they do these like one arm pull downs. You see them like, like, and the chest never lifts. The sternum never lifts. The scapula never retracts. The shoulder never goes back. And we don't, we aren't able to arch and squeeze through our lat and engage. We're not even allowed to get it. We're not even getting extension because we're leading with hand. We're pulling with hand and we don't understand that it's elbow that brings my lat out. It's not my hand because I can just let my hand out all the time. It doesn't mean my lats engaged, but if my elbow forces out my lat grabs and if I drop my elbow and lift my chest, I get lat. So any angle you're doing that, whether it's horizontal, vertical, whatever, like below you, it's all to do with that, right? It's all to do with my elbow, my elbow angle and my chest lift. And to sometimes when we're trying to hit around mid back and cave in, get into those mid fibers of the back, we're going to drive through things more as opposed to arch up through them. But I'm still chest pressure. Mm-hmm. So it's like I'm pulling myself through things, right? To get my shoulders to roll back behind me. So it's just like that shit just drives me up the wall. Like these, you see super athletic people. Like CrossFit is a perfect example. You guys do like wildly athletic movements, like super athletic. And it's just like, you're not going like, oh, today when I do my muscle ups, I'm going to just do, I'm going to lock down real hard. I'm just going to pull myself up and then I'm going to thrust at the end and just fall. It's like, no, it's a whole sequence of movement. And without the sequence, the movement doesn't happen because if you take out one of those things, it's a mess. It's complete mess, right? Yeah, and that's it's just the bodybuilding stiffness nonsense is like it's just been taken over for too long. And it's like you can't break people of it. Because they'll train with me one day and then the next day they're in the gym. It's like, buddy, if you're that tense, do you understand the amount of muscles it takes to be that tense? It's it's insane. It's like I'm up, I'm engaging every muscle in my upper body just to fucking pull. 90 pounds towards me and think because I'm contracting as hard as I can that I'm that I'm contracting as hard as I can. It's like, no, it's like, I can hold, it's like you're holding your breath as hard as you can and just taking a shit. You know what I mean? Like I don't perceive that I'm building muscle when I'm taking a dump. Like it's the same shit though. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like out of breath. Oh, it's like, that's why I said, I made a joke in like my last, one of the last videos I did. I'm like, every bodybuilding video should be in, should be titled waiting to exhale. That's all it is. All years. Like, sounds like wounded seals, like breathe, man. You're not going to see people in other sports doing that. It's not like a pitcher on a, on a mound going. He's just breathing, flowing with the movement. It's like. No wonder you guys get burnt out. And then you I do back with people and they're like, my forearms, my forearms are fucking fried. It's like, stop death gripping it, man. Like you don't need to fucking hold on to this thing. Like it's like your life leaving you. It's like, just hold it, man. If you don't have any grip strength, what is that saying about your overall strength? It's probably pretty garbage. If you can't hold 90 pounds in one hand and let it go away from you without right. your forearm frying out. Right. 
it's like that's when you start to tell people, like you start to understand with people. It's like you, you're, you look great. Don't get me wrong. There's lots of muscle on you, but you are super unfunctional. Nothing is happening there, man. Like if you had to do something athletic right now, it would be, it would take a lot. Yeah. <laughs> Even to like beat the light across the street, like oh, it's turning yellow. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, it's like that. What you know across all disciplines, like the novice curse. It's like someone yeah. someone starts to get some size, and it's like, yep, yep, I'm doing it right. I want the next thing. I want the next thing, as opposed to focusing on, you know, the fundamentals of whichever discipline that you're in. Yeah, I'm not sure if I don't think you guys probably it's because your sport isn't probably unless you guys are going for PRs for different lifts and stuff like that. But it's not like it's not so weight focused where it's like, oh man, I nailed. I'm, I got to get more weight to get better, 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 better. It's like in bodybuilding, this progressive overload. Progressive overload encompasses like six or seven different ideas in terms of tension, time under tension, like sets, reps, whatever durations of sets. It's all these different things, but people have literally erased all those. And it's just like, weight must go up every workout. It's like, that's fucking the most insane thing I've ever heard. That's so unsustainable and such a road to injury. Like good luck with that. Cause that's not going to end well. It's going to go okay for a bit. And then it's not. Yeah. <laughs> those, well, I, those 10 pound, 20 pound, 30 pound jumps are going to turn into like half two pounds, like hurt my shoulder. Got to go back down. Yeah. And then less and less. I mean, yeah, I mean that's it's just like everyone focused on PRs and it, there's, I would, I would say there's a proper way to train that doesn't involve that. But I see that you see that all the time in CrossFit too, to where it's like every time people's hands touch the barbell, it is, I'm trying to load up as much weight and do more than I did yeah. last time. And it's like, one, the, the mechanical issues that you had last time aren't going to be fixed under load. Exactly. And, and if you, if people could just take a step away to work on the actual mechanics of the movement, the technique that they're, they're utilizing to get better, it's like, that's how you can get stronger. It's the same as, you know, powerlifting. It's the same as Olympic weightlifting. It's like if every day you grab the bar, pull it on as hard as you can and try to get into a, you know, a better position, it's like, maybe it works, but you're going to plateau and either have injury or at some point in time, you're just, you're, your mechanics aren't going to get fixed. There's not any amount of yeah. strength that you're going to have that's going to make you better at this lift because you refuse to take that step back and learn the mechanics and yeah. train them. 100%. It's like taking the two steps back is terrifying, but you could be taking 10 steps forward. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the amount of progress you can make if you just address this shit, get it under control, get better at let's say the negative like understanding the bottom the bottom range of the negative and being able to control and where you're locking down maybe your head position's fucked you're way too far forward you need to be pressed back to engage your posterior chain and get that to lock down it's like these little things will make a massive difference and you'll be getting these numbers that you want to get and yeah there'll be a slowdown again and then we just have to understand that like you can only get so strong it's a really short road like for a lot of people you're only going to get so strong so unless something drastic's coming in like gear and gear at levels you've never done and you're pushing that envelope that's going to plateau too man yeah you know what i mean so it's like a, that's why i have a lot of i have a lot of discussion with different bodybuilders like i've actually started training a, a number of power lifters now have come to me like with my style of training because they're like oh man i'm just hurting myself like all, all I'm doing is hurting myself. Like every time I train, I get my knees fucking kill my knees. I'm like, yeah, well, let's look at how you're moving, man. Like, and you see, it's the same shit. Oh yeah. It's get, the, it's boom, boom, everything. Boom, boom. Like, or it's slow bah, to the top. Do you know what I mean? It's like, there's no, there's no elasticity in this movement. It's snap, bang, snap, 
bang. It's like, guys, this range in here is what we need to fix. If you can control this range in here, all this other shit's easy, man. Then you can do this pop when you want because you understand how to move to do it, right? And it's like, I see these guys, like, they'll come to me like, oh, man, like, I trained a guy the other day. He's, like, got his fucking knee wraps with him. He's got his knee sleeves on. And I'm like, bro, we haven't even done anything yet. And he's like, well, you know, my knees act up. And by the halfway through the workout, he's taking the knees he's off. He's like, these things are hot. So like, I don't feel my knees at all. It's like, yeah, well, you're bending them. <laughs> they bend. Like, contrary to popular belief, your knees are supposed to bend. So They're stupid. a hinge. <laughs> that's, that's their purpose. <laughs> They're not supposed to hold your tension and then flex your tension up. It's like, you're not squatting with your knees, man. It's your feet. Like get your feet right. Like sit into your hips, understand like foot drive out of the bottom and where your hip is engaged and understand where your chest is and let those knees get the fuck out of the way and sit down and stand up. It's like, it's, it's madness to me. Cause like everyone understands, like, I'm sure you see it too. When guys squat, like, I don't know what it got, where it got top, but like a lot of guys when they take off the bar, especially powerlifters, it's like this whole thing where all of a sudden the bar's on them and all of a sudden the head does this when they go down. It's like, where, like, what position is this in that I'm? I think I learned that actually in high school. I think it was like yeah. eyes to the ceiling like when you some start squatting. That learned that in high like... school and are still carrying it with them. <laughs> They're carrying it to this day. Is as soon as that bar gets on, you're like, oh, this is looking good. I like this. And then all of a sudden it's like. <laughs> it's like is your was your back go like this is that the position that you want to go down in like dang it's like just have the bar on your back man leave your chin out in front of you have your head relaxed wherever it is that you feel that weight sitting on your in your body sink down man like even on a hack squat like you see these guys like or they bear and the, the biggest thing is on pulls on back stuff people are just doing this it's like as soon as it's guard to fucking pull this fucker into me, it's like, what? <laughs> I can't lift my chest if my head's down. It's, that, if it's doing this, I'm going to have a really hard time. Like, that's, that's, I not can't where any, that's not where your cervical spine is going to be very happy in either of those yeah. positions. In this one or this yeah. one, it's like, just look forward. Have a neutral head position. Yeah. Um, it's like, I think as people see these power lifter, like power lifting is its own entity it's its own world and people need to understand that they i don't know i don't know why powerlifting and bodybuilding have become this like intersection thing they need to be kept separate i have all the respect in the world for powerlifters i fucking i'm amazed by those motherfuckers i've seen some of the strongest shit i've ever seen i'm just like standing there like what the fuck was that i would kill me if i even stood up with it like it would just crumble me like a fucking popsicle stick and it's like don't you're a bodybuilder you are about building massive amounts of muscle that does not require massive amounts of weight. The weight will go up incrementally with your strength ability and your and your necessity to have more tension. You need to have more weight. So therefore you can grow. Right. But like these guys are just like PRs, man, fucking, I'm going to squat seven plates this year. No matter what legs are going to grow. I see guys doing that shit in the gym, eight plates aside on the hack squat. Their leg is this big. Because they're moving that whole load with their upper body. They brace an upper body. They lock down an upper body. They literally shrug this thing. They sit down and they drive out of the hole. It's like your legs didn't do shit. You just locked into your hip, jammed your feet down, and fucking shrugged that bitch to the top. And you're like, why are my legs so small? It's like, because you didn't even sit in your hip. You didn't even engage them. 
it was just this race to the bottom and up. It's like these guys just don't get it. Like this whole adage of like weight going up and muscle going up is like, yeah, to a degree. But when yeah. your mechanics are shit, yeah, that's and not- everything you're doing is off. It's like nothing's gonna happen, man. You're just gonna get to tell people like, I got a seven plate squat. Why do you look like you have three plate legs? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's like, well, <laughs> it's like, well, what are the the end goals of it? It's like if if powerlifters when it was their competition day, yeah. went it went and and flexed on a stage, they wouldn't do very well. And if bodybuilders, no. if on competition day they went to squat, press, and bench, the maximum weight around, it's like what are what are people training for? And I love that you said that. Actually, I love that. Like clip it. I want to do that as like the promotional piece of it. It's like like bodybuilders, too, like- powerlifters, marathon runners, CrossFit. It's like you're, you're training in in different things. Sure, there's carryover of movements. Of course, but stop trying to be the Very other movement and fucking from baseball to fucking boxing. Yeah, there's footwork. There's like learning how to transfer weight, shift weight from side to side. There's lateral movement in football. There's lateral movement in, in boxing. It's like, but like these are their own things, mm-hmm. and they need to be treated as such, right? Like, yeah, no power if they're like you're not getting on the Olympia stage as a bodybuilder. And like, it's between, it's between me and you. We're both up there posing. We both look great. We're tied. They're like, it's coming down to who benches more. Let's see their numbers. Like put them up there. Oh, Mike did more. He wins. Like he's stronger. Like they don't give a fuck. If that guy on stage with fucking 32 inch quads, just billowing quads with every muscle you've ever could ever see on an anatomy chart popping out of his legs. And he's only squatted three plates ever. And some may even squat, just hack squats and leg presses. Who cares? Yeah. Because it's a muscle contest. It's not a strength contest. So these guys every day, like, win the day. PRs the day. It's just like, you guys are like, you're on the road to fucking, like, you're driving off a cliff, man. It's just a matter of time before it's, you know what I mean? Like, I don't know why I popped my peck or snapped my patella. I don't know why. It's like, because you're too fucking big for your damn body and your tendons are meant for a guy who's fucking 180 pounds. You're now up to 260 because you're jacked to the tree, like to the moon, the juice. And you're just overloading the body. Cause like I'm fucking strong ping pop bang. It's like all this shit, man. Like I, I really think people should stay in their lane. Like when people, a lot of people in bodybuilding talk shit about uh, crossfitters and all this stuff. It's like, but you couldn't do that. I don't care what you say. You could not do what they do and they couldn't do what you do in the sense of like exactly jamming food in their throat nine times a day and fucking just like living with this uncomfortable amount of mass on them and not being able to be athletic. They would hate it. The, the fittest- but like respect the fact that these guys are real athletes. They do real shit. Like that is difficult motherfucking shit. I can do one muscle up. You can pay me. A, you can tell me right now. I'm going to give you $50,000. No, it's not happening. Well, you can take the top 40 males and top 40 females at the CrossFit Games and you say, hey, you're going to go on stage and compete against them. And people are going to be like, what are these people doing here? What are these people doing here? (laughs) Flexing. It's like, sure, you you look good and there's a capability standpoint, but you're being judged on X, Y, Z that you haven't been training for. And it's the same thing when people look and it's like, oh, this and that. It's like, it's it's fucking different disciplines. So keep it. I did like a, I did a video that's coming out where I talked about like these people like, it's almost like because of bodybuilders and like fitness girls and whatever it might be like the whole realm of physique. Right. It's because like, Oh, I look athletic, which is true. You're lean and you're, you got nice muscle. Like you look 
you're genetically like aesthetically very pleasing to look at, but like, because I look this way, I should be athletic too. It's like, and then they get into training for other things and they're so herky jerky, awkward, or they hurt themselves or tweak yeah. things because the body's not used to moving dynamically or in any fucking way. And then they like give up and they're like, Oh, it wasn't for me. It's like, yeah, because you're jumping into other, into another world and acting like you can just do it once or twice a week. And think, or once a month and be like, oh, I'm athletic. It's like, it's like me saying, I want to, I want to be really good at jujitsu. I'm going to start going once a month. Wait till you see how good I get. It's like, what? It's like the same thing with this functional stuff. Cause there's a great functional like style trainer at our gym. I gave him a shout out the last name. His name is Jeff glory. He's a young kid. Mm-hmm. This is like one of the smoothest moving individuals I've ever seen. Like movement wise, just like. You don't hear the feet on the ground. You don't, you don't see any resistance of movement. It's wild. And like, I'm a, ma- I'm a major fan of that. Like to see movement that they executed that well. And it's like, I see these guys in our gym or like girls in our gym, they go train with him a couple of times. And they're just like, 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 like a fucking fish out of water. Like it's like, and you went once and then you went back three weeks later and you thought you'd be better at it. It's like, no, if you want to do that, then go do that. Like you can't have both. Like you need to dedicate at least more to one than the other. It doesn't need to be like, oh, I stopped bodybuilding. I'm just going to do this shit now. It's like, well, you still have to give some time to it and dedicate it to it, right? Like it's like I can't go to a CrossFit class once a month and expect to be like just whooping people's asses. Like, no, I can't even do the movement. I can't even snatch. Um. Well, Mike, I'm getting an eye from my producer. We're we're uh, we're over our hour. We can even. I, I need to have you back on here. I love I love catching up and chatting and, and hearing <laughs> your your perspective on on that stuff from your experience and and again, just a different world than from what I'm in. And I, and I think people are going to love to one hear about what you had to say and two to be able to have you back on and discuss you know a bunch of different topics. Oh, come on, anytime, man. Um, so Mike Van Wick on Instagram, Big Mike Van Wick, right? Yeah. If you just type in Big Mike V, it's it's all gonna come up on there. But um yeah. episode will be posted. We'll have the the YouTube link up there so they can see you. I was hoping that when we first saw you when you were tarps off, I was hoping that it was just gonna stay the same. You were just gonna be there <laughs> shirtless the whole episode, just intimidating That's everyone. It. But I think <laughs> um uh, next but, time, next time. <laughs> deal. All right. Um, come on with like with like ultimate warrior paint on my face. <laughs> And just sit here the whole time like that's normal. <laughs> that would have been great. Like first one, like, hey, <laughs> everyone, this is Mike, and everyone's like, oh my gosh, this guy is crazy. Than he was. Like, <laughs> <laughs> well, again, brother, yeah. thank you so much for coming on here. Um, if uh, if you guys need to contact Mike for any reason, again on Instagram, Big Mike Van Wick. If you guys want to reach out to us here, we can we can give you emails and all that stuff for for training advice and and everything he's got going on. Um, yeah. any other way to contact you that you'd prefer? No, Instagram's good. I'm on YouTube too. So if you guys like watch, if you go on wicked training on YouTube, I'm on there. I answer a lot of my comments just cause I'm always looking to get annoyed, but also looking <laughs> to get some cool feedback. <laughs> the most of my stuff on YouTube is like, is like 98% positive. So I appreciate everyone that's on there that follows me. I also appreciate the trolls that come on too. Cause they give me some, some shit to talk now and then <laughs> well, there's, there's quite a few on YouTube. I feel like YouTube is, oh, yeah. is where they're living. Just a cesspool. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Well, thanks again. And, uh, no let, problem. let's be in touch soon about, um, about the, uh, about getting you back on. 
All right. Well, thank you, man. I appreciate you having me. Beauty. There. We'll, uh, we'll cut the recording, but yeah, thanks, man. Um, that was awesome. Fun. Love chatting with you and let's, um, let's keep in touch. I'd love to even just do some, like, just talk about different training videos. I love the, the differences between like my background in CrossFit and yours in bodybuilding to be able to kind yeah, of like sure. see that stuff. Maybe I'll have to come up to Toronto and you can put me through a workout. For sure. I'm ready. I'd love that. <laughs> I'm not going through one of yours though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be peeling me off the ground. <laughs> Like Mike tried to do a chin up and he fucking died. It was weird. <laughs> Deal. I need to. Put, I need to put some fucking size on, anyways. Yeah, it won't be a problem. All right, man. Let me know. I'll come back on anytime. All right, brother. Thank you, man. Appreciate you. Thank Cheers. you, man. All right, guys. Thank you for tuning in to the Be Fit Podcast. Again, I'm your host, Connor Murphy. If you guys like what you heard, um, like, subscribe, check it out on YouTube, listen to it on Spotify, do whatever you do with playlists. But uh, we just want to say thank you for tuning in. And we will hopefully see you guys next week for another episode. Cheers.